Code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films, one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis. And I'm Heather Artis. Ahoy there, everyone, to Minute 9 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. I'm excited, and yes, I'll spoil the surprise for this minute. We see our first traditional pirate. Exactly. Ah, this movie is truly Pirates of the Caribbean. I was getting a little worried that the writer's theory that Elizabeth, you know, the one that she is being, she's actually the first pirate in the movie that we see or in this franchise because she actually steals the medallion from Will Turner. So yeah, I was getting a little worried that she was going to take that role and embrace it and we'd be left longing for someone to fill and validate our preconceptions of what a pirate really looks like and is. So you don't think Elizabeth could become the pirate that you I didn't say think that. a pirate should be. She just does not look like the traditional pirate. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I was just looking forward to like this perfect, straightforward transition or translation from Disneyland ride to the movie. So, you know, we can all wipe the proverbial sweat from our brows and say, <laughs> Woo, we have a pirate. Not that I said, as Heather's trying to say, that their ladies can't be pirates, because I will bring you information about ladies being pirates, and it was out there. So let's get this ship a-sailing and not drag this out any further. We're not in a ship. Let's get this carriage a-rolling and not drag this out any further. We're in a house. We'll be in a carriage here in about two seconds. In the previous minute, Will presents Governor Swan with a recently completed ceremonial small sword, and Elizabeth captures the attention of both men as she makes a grand entrance downstairs. Governor Swan ending in mid-sentence by saying she looks absolutely dot dot dot. Minute 9 starts with Governor Swan finishing his sentence that Elizabeth looks absolutely stunning as she comes down the stairs, dressed in a gown he bought her, the latest fashion from London. The minute ends with an unknown pirate sailing the seas while perched on the mast near the crow's nest. Now, I don't know about you, but this 60 seconds is so thick of love, you could chop it with a cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> so any of you that are relating to Fred Savage's character, the boy in Princess Bride, when he wants his grandpa to, to skip the mushy stuff, a call back to Peter Falk, and you know, as we were talking about Columbo, then you just might have to... To bear with us for a little bit here to hear some of the mushy stuff, but this minute is full of it. So what do you say, Heather? This minute is definitely full of mushy stuff. <laughs> and that's a professional review, people. <laughs> mushy stuff. You have Elizabeth coming down the stairs and her dad says she looks um, what is absolutely stunning. stunning. And she completely ignores her dad because she notices Will. Gets this huge smile on her face. Will! Exactly. That sums it up. So, I think she's got a bit of feelings for Will. <laughs> Maybe. There may be just a small crush there. Just a little. Just yeah. a little. 
Me, personally, I think Elizabeth steals this minute. I know I was mentioning that I'm all excited because we have our first traditional pirate again. Then I'm now coming back to Elizabeth stealing the scene. So maybe I was wrong about that, that Elizabeth maybe is the pirate that we need to be looking at, at least for this particular (laughs) 60 seconds. She was a pirate of hearts. That's right. Wow. Jeez. Man, you're on fire all of a sudden. You better leave. It's like George Costanza. You have your good line and you're like, I'm out of here, folks. That's it. Yeah, you got to call it a day. (laughs) Heather will be here next time for minute 10. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I think she steals the scene in this minute. Like you said, she's all smiles coming down the stairs and she sees Will. She's just elated that he's there. And she completely ignores her dad. That's yeah. the same thing that was in my notes. It's like her dad... I get the feeling she wishes her dad was banned from the foyer at this particular yeah. time. Yeah. She's already doing her best to ignore him and get rid of him. Now I'm just thinking she just wants him out of the house so she can actually focus on stuff. And I think that comes back into it just from some of the conversations. She's like, Dad, why... You know, just thinking, why are you <laughs> even here? Because he's messing up the whole situation for her. Yeah, he is, actually. He's trying to keep everything all prim and proper, and and she's just not that way. No, definitely not. Yeah, I think this gets back to her character, too. Yeah. She is born of this kind of higher society, but her true personality is not. And we've seen this in other movies, and I, I couldn't pull one out of my head right now as I'm trying to think of one where it's always the, you know, there's well, there's always different class things going on. And I mm-hmm. think that's part of... Uh, you know, part of movies is to set up that tension and the forbidden love kind of stuff. And, and we've seen it a thousand times. Well, class and... Yeah. You know. Or different families. Different I mean, this families. can go all the way back to Romeo Shakespeare and, and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so it's the forbidden love kind of thing. And, and it's just not in her character of who she really is. She's, you know, a pirate at heart. You know, this kind of free person and doesn't really want to be constrained as we've seen by everything else. So, yeah, she wishes her dad wasn't there. And... You know, we don't really have a background of where Will has been for the last eight years. But I get the feeling, just the way that their looks and the way they're talking with each other, that they've continued to see each other. Yeah. It's not like maybe a formal dating or any kind of social no. courtship or anything. It's just... Friendly. Friendly. You know, he if Governor Swan is have, contracting him to make swords and stuff, I'm sure that they've interacted. That uh, or, or just around town, maybe. Yeah. So we don't know what's happened to Will, where he's been... But there's, they've definitely kept in touch and seen yes. each other. I have something. Oh, go for it. So when she's walking down the stairs, she grabs for her, you know, the chest where her chest area where the medallion's sitting. Now I have, I have a thought on that. Is she checking to make sure the medallion isn't showing because Will will recognize that medallion sitting on her chest, or does that medallion just make her think of Will? Well, I had. This kind of thing in my notes, it's the little things. And she does like a raised eyebrow, flirtatious smiles and stuff. But I I wrote down that what you're talking about is the granddaddy of all subtle tells. You know, it's the touch of her heart Mm -hmm. slash the pirate medallion. So for all you poker players out there, you know, she's an easy mark when it comes to this. Something like this. Once you identify it, it may be subtle and you don't know. But it's like once you see it, then you're boom, you're done. And and she's she's not going to win any poker hands. No. It's this connection to pirates and a connection to Will. So she puts it over her heart. I, you know, I just had a dream about him. And I was just remembering the past. And he's he's standing in my house. Yeah. So she's. I think it's a double a double meaning. She's touching the the pirate thing because she remembers that's their first encounter. That's when they met. She just had the dream, 
And also, if she were a pirate, that she would not be constrained by the social conventions and the mm-hmm. rules that she would be able to court or they would be able to go out and have a date and whatever else. And right. then then it's also her heart because she secretly loves him, which is not so secret, but maybe to, to others or something like that. I don't know. So it, there is a double meaning. I see that. I think it's kind of, it's secret because it's held in, but she doesn't realize that... She's showing it outside. That's but, probably it. But she's one of those people that show her emotions. Well, I see know? it here. She's like a dog. And whoa, I mean, <laughs> wait, quiet, wait, 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 yeah. wait. No, quiet down, everyone. <laughs> quiet down. You got to let me finish this. I'm using this as an example because I have dogs, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. I am an expert on dogs <laughs> in my own mind. And so... Yeah, quiet down on that. I'm using it as examples. So, you know, just let me finish this point before you send me the hate mail. In fact, as I've said before, please address all hate mail to Heather. Anyways, when you leave your house and you come back, the dog, your dog or our dogs will just go crazy and they Uh jump in your arms. They're so excited to see you. And so I see that as Elizabeth. I can be gone two minutes to go grab the mail and I come back. It's the same reaction as if if I've been gone all day. I don't know if she's seen Will every day or if this is the first time in months or what, but I get the feeling that she's seeing him and this is how she would react to seeing him if it was one day or two months. I think that it would be the same reaction for her seeing him. That's where I was going with that. She's Twitterpated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll just add that to our reference of Disney movies. If anybody out there got that, that Twitterpated is from Bambi, actually, with between... Uh, Thumper, uh-huh. and or no, Thumper said that that was what Bambi was, right? When he met the other doe. Is that how that went? I haven't seen Bambi in ages. Oh my goodness, but, it has been so long. But that might be what it is. Thumper, I think, uses that term. I think it's Thumper yeah. that says it's Twitter-pated. And then he, yeah. he basically calls it loves. So yeah, so that's how I see it. She's just really infatuated with him. Not that she is a dog, just relating that that's the excitement that she feels. Because our world is dogs. Yeah. And so <laughs> she, she sees that. And, and she really insists on being less formal. She, I think she sees him as an equal and a love interest. And she's not bound by these tight corset strings of society. Yeah. She's just Maybe telling because... her to marry. You know, it's like the society is telling her that she needs to marry someone occupying her own class level. And it's the corset strings are pulling her and telling her to do that. But the pirate medallion underneath that is saying, hey, that's not what I'm looking for. Maybe this goes back to there's no mother involved in the situation. So there's not as much of that pressure because dad's not as involved in women's lives, you know, and what women do in this, you know, world. So maybe that mother's because the mother's not there. There's no pressure to make her fit into that role completely yeah i don't know maybe and her personality of course i mean the father is you know he, he's trying to uphold the family name and and that too so i think yeah. he and he and we see that he is really driven by social conventions of the time governor swan is trying to keep elizabeth at bay and to remember her mm-hmm. manners she's and, and and also he's trying to orchestrate this match with norrington that we saw you know he wants her to go he to did the give thing. her an option to go to the ceremony though i think it was a pretty much like hey you should be going well yeah but it was still an option and but you know she tells will that hey i dream had a dream about you last night and the father's like what are you doing that's you're not supposed to be saying something like that and then 
when Will, when she says, well, I'm, you're supposed to call me Miss Swan or call me Elizabeth. And Will is like, hey, I'm going to call you Miss Swan. And then she's and then the, even the governor says, hey, he knows his place in society or, you know, in his role. And so I think the the governor is Governor Swan is trying to keep them in that. And the other and Will is doing a fairly good job yeah. of trying to stay within that or at least keep up that idea that he's he's following that. And Elizabeth is like, why? Why are we doing this? Because all this other stuff doesn't really matter. It's really what matters at the heart. And then she's t- she touched her heart earlier on. Right. And she gets extremely upset when he doesn't call her Elizabeth and calls her Miss Swan. <laughs> And then, so she ends up getting stone-faced with him because she's upset about the situation and calls him Mr. Turner. Is she upset with Will because he's not mm-hmm. willing to just break that down? Or is she just upset with this whole thing? It's like, why was I born? Or why was I born here and, and Will wasn't? Or was she just upset that he's like following these stupid rules that she thinks that they are? I, I think that's more because he's following the rules and he's act in the way he should where she wants him to act differently and have feelings towards her yeah but she misses that flirtation that is in his eyes she's listening to his words right but she's not listening to what his eyes are saying because he is obviously like wide-eyed like hey it's the cartoon you know if you looked at his pupils i'm sure if i really (laughs) looked at them they'd be little hearts (laughs) you know that are popping out and so that's how i see that yeah, she's just she's reading she's listening to his words, but she's not listening with her heart on that because she right. obviously see that he is just dying there, and he he wants to to get with her too and and have a date if we want to keep it PG thirteen here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she does get irritated, and maybe or maybe she's frustrated. Maybe this bout of flirting has been happening for eight years, oh, maybe. and it's been going on way too long for her. She's like. Dang it, man. My God, what is wrong with you? Take a and, hint, dude. <laughs> yeah. And and it's and this is the same situation that's come up in a thousand movies. And it's the classic example that we've seen many times over. It's the shut up and ask her out or shut up and kiss her already scenario. Right. And that's what she wants. She's tired of this game now. Okay, it was cute in the beginning that we were pretending to do this. But it's been eight years and she's looking at her pocket watch. And she's saying... <laughs> <laughs> or the wall on the the. <laughs> See how do, I threw do, that in. Do women carry century. carry pocket watches though? <laughs> she asked her dad, and he looked at his pocket watch, and he told her the time. And she's like, "My God, it's been eight years, and we're still playing these flirting games. The same things." He's. I've been saying, "Call me Elizabeth." He's been doing the just one more time. I'm going to call you Miss Turner or Miss. Oh, I'm already getting married. Miss Turner. Miss <laughs> Miss Swan. And so I think that's what's happened. And then. When I was thinking about that, I really equated this to one of the first movies I saw where this happened, or I see that this happened, and it's maybe it's because we watch it every year as a tradition. It's a wonderful life. George Bailey, you know, Jimmy Stewart, oh, yeah. is stalling on Dragging kissing Mary feet. Hatch and Donna Reed when they're out after the dance yeah. and they all jumped in the pool. And finally, Mayor Pike from the Andy Griffith show, because <laughs> I can't remember his name, and I don't even know if he had a name. I don't know and, if he had a name. Uh, something Elliot. Maybe his name was... Dick Elliott or something. So anyways, Mayor Pike from The Andy Griffith Show. And if you haven't seen The Andy Griffith Show, I don't know where you've been, but you should be watching The Andy (laughs) Griffith Show. Says, just shut, you know, basically it's like, just go ahead and kiss her. And so that's where I think she is. She's waiting for Mayor Pike to come out or the servant or something to say, just (laughs) kiss her. Anybody. (laughs) And then, you know, when they leave, it's when he's alone on the porch, he finally says her name, you know, as they're saying goodbye. She's like you said. 
uh, she says, Mr. Turner and, you know, good day, Mr. Turner yeah. or something. And then they leave to go into their carriage. And then he is left alone on the porch as he says, you know, good day or goodbye. Yes. And then he says, actually, Elizabeth. And, yes. And then she looks back at him in the carriage. So so she's not extremely it. mad at him because she did look back exactly. at him. Exactly. So I think that's carrying it on. But she's just waiting for like, okay, it, this is done. Yeah. We're so done here. She's ready to take that step. You know, forget waiting for the guy anymore. I'm going to take that step. Exactly. That's you know? exactly what it is. So, yeah. So there's definitely some love on the horizon there. Yeah. Uh, or at least that's the tension. And so we know how... This is really one of those things that, that writers do is they put specifically, I didn't even think that the writers were talking about this, that you have the main, you know, some main characters where there's always that tension that it's that romance that they leave hanging. Can't really think that conflict, if you will, yeah. are they going to get together? They're different classes and stuff like that. And then any romantic comedy yeah, you see. <laughs> exactly. But Unless you have anything else on kind of the love stuff, now that we got that out of the way, how about we just focus on some real pirate action here? Okay, since we have our first real pirate. That's right. That's exactly what I had. Our first real pirate in the movie, who's proudly and aptly sailing his ship while watching (laughs) from the crow's nest. So he's helming this ship at the top of the crow's, you know, from the crow's nest, which is a tiny crow's nest, you know, but he's still on top of the mast there when we're looking at it. And I think this is a great first introduction for Johnny Depp, you know, his yet-to-be-named character. It's complete with this glorious, like, colorful sky, cloudy background uh-huh. and wind blowing in his hair. His just hair's on the blowing seas. in the wind. Yeah. And you all know, his jewels that are hanging from it. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's wearing everything we would expect a pirate from a Pirates of the Caribbean ride yeah. to be in the movie. You know, or from cartoons or movie or anything else that we've seen with pirates. You know, the hat, the traditional kind of pirate hat. Well, maybe not quite so traditional with the skull and crossbones, but it is a good pirate's hat. Pistol, sword, beads, rings on the fingers and all that good stuff. Yeah, gun on the hip and... That's right. And that's what we wanted, though. We really wanted that traditional stuff. And we talked about how the writers were delivering not something that was a documentary, but it was something that the fans wanted or people in general would want. The way we think of a pirate. Yeah. More so than... That's right. Real life pirate. You know, and I looked into the the clothing and the garb of real pirates to see if maybe we were really catering in some stereotypes or how far off they are. And according to Bennerson Little in the Golden Age of Piracy, he was saying our pirate might wear an earring, but most sea rovers probably do not. Our pirate might have jewelry around his neck, a coin perhaps convenient for buying that last dram of rum after all his booty is gone. He might have rings on his fingers, but probably not, at least not if he is a common pirate. And I'm pretty safe to to assume that our Pirates of the Caribbean pirate here with Johnny Depp is not going to be a common pirate, a not-so-common pirate. I'm foreseeing the future here. He seems to be a little bit overdressed for the situation, yeah. <laughs> but but is he really? And that's the thing. So, you know, we talk about the rings on his finger. So rings, you know, they, they typically they might have rings, but they might not or maybe didn't because rings can cut or break fingers when handling the rigging and hauling, you know, guns. None of the jewelry has a skull and crossbones or skull and bones on it would, would be. And I don't think Johnny Depp's, to, you know, I rings do. Notice, I don't no. think that they do. And our, our, our pirate, you know, as in a real pirate, might have a tattoo or two. And they were actually called gunpowder spots because the skin was pricked with a needle and crushed gunpowder. So that's what they used to make the tattoos in the day. And our pirate would carry a musket, a cartridge box, a sword, a pistol or two, and often a grenade or fire pot, and sometimes a boarding axe. 
I mean, you're really getting into something like Batman with a utility belt, the amount of stuff you had to carry around, you know, as a pirate. So it's, you know, the, the first oh. utility belt, you know, is, is from Batman now is really from pirates <laughs> and just wanting to carry your guns, your sword, your pistols and all these other things. Benerson Little also describes it this, you know, our, our real pirate might wear a sash at his waist over his coat. Some pirates carried as many as six pistols, but one or two was the norm. Yet some wow. seamen, but not pirates, did wear boots. In some, our pirate head to toe smells of sweat, tar, rum, gunpowder, and sometimes blood. And yes, if you're wondering, in, in case that you are wondering, that is pretty close to what Heather smells like here in the studio, except for the blood. It's grog. <laughs> it is grog. See, I told you, I'm not lying. <laughs> I did find um, a picture of the rings, actually, that he's wearing. Oh, okay. And one of them does have a skull on it. Does it really? Yeah. So that was interesting. So it does, if it does have a skull, but in Benerson Little's book, he actually does say that they traditionally wouldn't wear something that had a skull on it. But he said it was possible that they would because they were stealing from other people. So if somebody else had a skull jewelry mm-hmm. that... It was a trinket that they may have stolen because they wouldn't leave jewelry behind just because it had a skull, but it right. wasn't something they'd have. So it was possible for them to have a skull, but it wasn't something that was the norm. So, And I it's think, not like on the top, it's on the side of the ring. Yeah, so I think we are playing a little bit definitely into stereotypes here of what we want to see, but there is some fact behind it and, and some truth behind it. So it wasn't that he's completely out of the ordinary. And, and this description, Benerson really has a big description that goes on and on about what the pirates might look like. And so I think he, Johnny Depp, you know, kind of does that to a T here, and we may overdo it a little bit, but maybe not so much when we really get down to it. Yeah, I found some facts about Johnny's idea of his character in the uh, Making of Pirates of the Caribbean, written by Michael Singer. Uh-huh. And what they found was most actors have an idea about how a character, how their character should look, and some of them need to be pulled pulled in a bit. But yeah, they, me as a classically trained actor, acting, <laughs> know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but Johnny was mostly on target with his character and the idea he had on the way he looked. Hmm. He wanted to put the black around his eyes like a football player. This was common in old pictures of pirates. You would oh, see really? black under their eyes. and that Except was for the same reason that football players wear them exactly to get rid of some of the glare that goes in their eyes from the sun you know being a pirate being on the water yeah Yeah, it would you really have glare and they didn't have sunglasses back then so you know it's kind of necessary to do such a thing you didn't have the sun i can't even imagine not having sunglasses i wear them all the time me too brutal yeah that'd be awful and i don't know how people go without wearing (laughs) them And also the the beads and the coins in his dreadlocks. That was his idea. Huh. He wanted to have some of that flair in his hair. Well, he definitely has flair. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that he channeled the look of Keith Richards. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. So he I don't have much details that. on that, but I know that he was channeling kind of his look and, it, and taking that kind of persona, if you will, and bringing that into the character as well. Yeah, he had a few characters that he was going off of to kind of bring into his own character. And when yeah. Keith Richards was one of them, I guess Pepe Le Pew was one, <laughs> which I found kind of interesting <laughs> for the stinky part. Yeah, or does, I that don't know. Get back to the, does that get back to what we were talking about, that they smell like sweat, tar, rum, and gunpowder, <laughs> yeah. and maybe a hint of skunk? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I don't remember. There was one other character. I'm not, I don't recall what it was, but... 
those were two of the three. So if you ever see a perfume or maybe not a perfume, but a an aftershave or... Cologne? A cologne. God, <laughs> bless it. A cologne that says buccaneer or pirates or something. Yeah. Maybe you should just really avoid that unless you really are trying to, to go out onto the high seas and, maybe and scare people off. Maybe a little skunky smelling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Pepe Le Pew is perfect for this minute since we are focused on love for so much. <laughs> oh, and also his gold teeth. Now, Johnny Depp was a little off with his gold teeth. Or at least off by what the director wanted? Yeah. Yeah. When he first did his gold teeth, he had too many. (laughs) (laughs) Gave himself a complete gold grill or something? Pretty (laughs) much. So they didn't want that many in his mouth. And so they made him cut back on it a little. Yeah. And they didn't want him as grimy looking as the other pirates. They wanted him a little cleaner looking. You know, so he wasn't as grimy as other pirates. Uh, I had something for that that I was going to say, but then that would have almost foreshadowed or, or been a spoiler for the rest of the movie. So I'll, I'll probably just hold on to that because <laughs> I don't really know if there's going to be any other pirates or what actually happens in this since we're still only at well, other pirates eight, in general. Minute nine now. We're at minute nine. So yeah. So that's what I have. All right. I'm good, too. I think that we're pretty much done with that. We've covered love and pirates. I think those yeah. are the two big things in pretty much all pirate films ever is love and, and pirate love and action. Pirates. Yeah. So we didn't really get much pirate action. We got no. a pirate yeah. sailing the seas, kind of, and not on even a really good look. Yeah, so it's on top of the mast with a cool background, That's though. Cool. Although, the yeah, the vista is a pretty awesome and... Yeah. Just being out on the water. So maybe we'll see what happens for minute 10, huh? Yep. So we'll Looking be... Looking forward to it. <laughs> Sorry. Just, just jump right in there. It's again, you know, there's not an episode where she can't change the subject on me or something. But So now we'll get going. On that note, we'll be back tomorrow with minute 10 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Now get me my grog. You've already had your grog. Oh. That is enough for the week. Oh, man. Have but a good one, Tuesday. everyone. it's only Tuesday. Heather starts her drinking well before Tuesday, people. Well before Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. You can contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. And visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter for additional content and post-episode discussions.